Welcome along to the 11th Guna podcast. Our previous edition was recorded on the Monday evening in mid-April after Arsenal had beaten Reading 2-0. By this time it was clear that Arsenal were destined to finish the season without winning anything despite the hopes of everyone in the first few weeks of 2008. But there was double the amount of chat recorded by our panel and we couldn't fit it into the last podcast so we decided to put another edition out rather than waste it. However, before we get to that, here's a sketch about ice creams in Milan. My friend, what can I get for you? Do you want a Conetto? Do you want a Tom Selleck, the Magnum? Or can I get you a 99 flag? I want to play for AC Milan. Okay, Mr. Club, I get you the deal. Just to come around the back. Now for that extra chunk of panel chat. The voices you hear are those of Highbury Spy, Steve Ashford, Hampstead's Don Sebastiano, and Guna editor, Kevin Witcher. At the time of recording, we still had hopes of keeping the services of Matthew Flamini, so please excuse Basti's Flamini for captain plea. Here's what our own Guna editor thought of Gallus' year as Arsenal captain. Do you mean, do, you, do I think he should be captain? Yes. Right. Um, no. And the reason I've changed my mind is because the one thing which, especially if you're playing with a team of younger players... Uh, that a captain requires is to be able to keep his head when a crisis is unveiling. And it's become quite obvious that Gallus' mental uh, stability is not what it should be. And obviously it started with the Birmingham game. He may have had reasons for that, but um, I think he just lost the confidence possibly of uh, the team when that happened. And for that reason, I don't think there's any point in persevering with him. I saw signs before that, though. Well, I didn't. No, I just saw there was... I mean, I, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast uh, that against Blackburn, that game again, there was an argument he had on the pitch with um, Gilberto. And we were defend, I thought we were defending really badly in that game. There was a lot of crosses. There was a couple that, you know, that we let in um, Benny McCarthy at the back post and they could have scored if they'd have, the finishing was a little bit better. And Gilberto kind of went up to me, you know, he, just kind of went up to him and kind of was pointing to certain things. And Gallas just threw his arm away and walked to the other side of the pitch to, to kind of the right-back position. Yeah. And just left Ga- And the Gilberto went over to me. You could see what Gilberto was kind of just offering some advice. And Gallas was doing that kind of that face and the, the, the hand and everything. And it's like, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, no, I don't want to listen to you. And it, to me, well... I think Wenger's, you see, I think Wenger's made a, a couple of big mistakes. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of Arsene Wenger, but he's made a, he's made a couple of mistakes. One being that um, when, when Henri was made captain, just in order to keep him, wrong motive to make someone a captain. Same yeah. thing with Gallas. Oh, we've got to keep him happy. Look, he's throwing his dummy out of pram. Let's make him captain. Sorry, completely the wrong reason to make him captain. But I will say this. If he does it again this time, this yeah. season, and does it to keep Flamini, he'd have yeah. made the right, that'd be the he right. Because I think Flamini could be, yeah, he run, he does everything. Okay, uh, you know, Henri Libero should be free to do what he wants and Absolutely. be a superstar and play great football. Don't want him worried about what's going on back, you know. Uh, Gallas obviously just doesn't have the, uh, well, mental, emotional, physical, well, physical maybe, doesn't have the strength 
Yeah, as a, as a man, I don't think to to, to cope with. Trouble Tra- Tra- is though, if you give Flamini the captaincy, mm. <clears throat> well, he's six days from reaching the deadline about whether he can stay at the club or not. Yeah. So okay, so he says, okay, if you stay, you'll be the captain. So next year, all the players towards the end of their contracts, they all won't <laughs> sign until six days before the end, in the hope that Wenger will say, "Oh, you could be my captain next." They've year. got to be captain. I don't, I don't think got to be captain. Quietly, I don't think for me he should be captain purely mm. and simply because he's kept Arsenal and Arsenal fans hanging on this long before he signed his contract. Who would you make captain? No, I, I disagree with that. Sorry, um, Fabregas would be my captain. No. Fabregas would be Fabregas would be captain. Is he not too young? Does he no, show leadership all. qualities? No, on absolutely, yeah, all the time. Do you think he does? Absolutely, all the time. Mm. Fabregas would be an awesome captain. I'll throw another name into the hat and I think the biggest problem with him is his injuries is that the one person I like who always talks a good game is always very, very positive about Arsenal is Van Persie. And I think if we could no. keep if we could keep him fit, I think he'd make a good cap. I'm not particularly. I think it's a bit no, too temperamental. Yeah, it's too. A little bit too temperamental. Have we seen that recently? No, it's not very. Even on Saturday against Reading, back to his best now. Mm-hmm. He's got his fitness back. Back to his old. He's, also, he's got an ego. And, and he bit. was riling those centre backs like there was no tomorrow. Right. I mean, one of them clattered into him from the back. I mean, he was saying things. He was having a battle with them. They were knocking him, and, yeah, and he loves that. He loves right. that. No, it's it's also, later he's going to get sent off, and he gets yeah. too involved in personal battles. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's, no, he's not a captain. He's, he's also he's more like a, he wants. To, he's more based on sort of Dennis Bergkamp type. Yeah. Create things. But what I like, make Dennis Bergkamp captain. Let no, him play football. Right. Let him play yeah. football. Yeah. You want you want you want a centre back as captain, ideally, or, or defending midfield. midfielder. What I like about what I like about Van Persie is that when you you know, you, you've, I mean, Gallus has criticised so much, even this season. Last season, he didn't have a good thing to say about Arsenal. You know, this season, you know, it's been up and down, depending on how well we've been playing. But Van Persie's always got very, very positive things to say about the club. And he, he, he always kind of, like, forward-thinking. Yeah. And I just I just like his attitude. I just wish he was in the team more. Oh, God, we love Van Persie. Well, I mean, if, we, we, fit, we, yeah. if, he, if you could have a fully fit Van Persie, you can guarantee he was going to play 50 games a season. Mm. He would be a 30, 40, 50 million pound player. He's a, he's a but Rudy, he does get involved he? in personal battles. Mm. He does get involved in personal battles with the guys that are marking him. And he's easily riled. Yeah, he's got a bit of a, there's some kind yeah. of, there's an ego on him in some yeah. way, you know. He's a yeah. bit, he will get, he'll, he'll get caught up in yeah. trouble somehow. Kev, captain? I, I think the, the one thing about Kev. Kev, let's make Kev captain. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I've actually hung up my boots, but... Um, <laughs> The, the one thing about Fabregas which I think is important to remember is that he's still developing as a player and he mm. will get better and he will actually become even more of a presence on the field. And I sort of see if he was made a captain and uh, kind of equivalent with um, Maradona. Uh, maybe he won't be the player that Maradona was, but as a captain, Maradona was very inspirational to uh, the players around him. And I think you could get away with it despite Seth's youth on two levels. Number one that um, the team around him is young. So, you know, it's not like there'll be a bunch of old guys saying, what's this youngster doing as captain? And even if you did want to take that argument, we have got a bit of history at Arsenal with a 21-year-old kid who was given the captaincy mm. when Kenny Sanson was stripped of it, who didn't do a bad job. And so um, I, I can see the argument for Flamini, but uh, I think because of the player Sesk is going to become, it's really... You've, you've, you've got to make him captain because mm. he's going to be so influential in all respects yeah. and well, looked up to. Well, and, and, like David and also, because he's such a brilliant player, yeah. all of his peers, all the other players will, will look up to him. No one's going to say, oh, I should be captain more than you should well, because, yeah, because Fabregas is the best player in the world. I mean, it worked, like you say, I mean, a great example, Tony Adams, but look what it did to David O'Leary. 
Yeah, well, some players have got the makeup to do it, and some people haven't. Yeah. And I think sometimes you do only find out that when they're given a shot at it. Um, now, I think, I'm not sure if Fabregas has even done a Carling Cup game sometime, I can't remember. But um, I just think as the key player in Arsenal's future, and also as a midfielder, because I'm, I don't believe in forwards as captains, because no. I do believe there's an element whereby sometimes the captain will do the manager's bidding on the field when when things get a bit silly. And you've got to have a player who's intelligent enough to do that, but also, you know, he's got the mental capability to do it. And I don't think Sesk... He's got an edge, but I don't think um, he ever stops thinking. Um, do you think Wenger's going to drop Gallus as captain in the summer? I think, in a way, he's got to, um, because it just hasn't worked. I mean, you find out things about people... In, in the most adverse of circumstances. And and I think he's found out that Gallus has not got the mental makeup to do the job. Do you think Gallus will then take that as a as a personal slight and bugger off somewhere? Well, or start, or start threatening to score own goals? Don't know, do you think that's what it was? Well, I think Gilberto. the first half of this season, Gilberto sold. And it's only really in the last couple of weeks that he's started to play quite I well. Don't again. It's that. I think it's just. I, I, I don't know. I, I think he didn't I get a run of games. Mm. And the one thing Gilberto needed was to be playing because yeah, he never got that. into his own rhythm this season. I think he should have been captain as well, actually. Yeah. At the beginning oh, of the season. Uh, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Why change it? Would you at play? The, at the beginning of the season, though, if Would you have kept him as captain. Uh, he, he'd have been a different player. He yeah, was dropped basically, wasn't he? Well, no, he, he couldn't start. He couldn't start the season because of international duty. All right. Mm-hmm. So for the first month of the season, Lamini was playing those games. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, we start with a captain who will come in after a month, and until then, we'll just have someone no, caretaker. Yeah. So then he would have had to drop Lamini to bring in the captain, and maybe Wenger actually saw the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and thought, actually, I'm going to be trying Flamini this season mm. and so that's part of his reasoning in, in his decision I mean the interesting thing about the front of the handbook was originally it was a picture of Torre Gilberto and Gallus with this loose idea that the captaincy was going to be shared which was mooted in, in July um, and it was replaced with a, a shot of the big giant crest on the side of a stadium um, so I think Wenger was actually undecided and eventually he realised he just had to make a decision and stick with it. So rather than Torre, he went with Gallus simply because he thought, well, it's one or the other and Gilberto's not guaranteed to be playing. It's interesting none of you have mentioned Torre as a potential captain. I thought about it earlier because we, we did mention it before in a previous podcast Yeah. So when this came up and uh, Torre's name was, I think we were all into Torre at one point. Oh, it's Torre. Right. But, but unfortunately, since the African Nations, he's come back and he's been dreadful. No, he's been Not only that, but he's given four penalties away this year. I mean, I know you could argue that the ones at Borough and the one at um, Liverpool in the Champions League weren't penalties. And I, I still maintain they weren't penalties. But he's given two other penalties away as well as that. I don't think you'd have a player that's as rash as that giving four penalties away in one season as your captain. And also... I don't think he's vocal enough. I, See, really I, think, don't. I think Fabregas is a bit headstrong as well. Do you think? Yeah, well, there's, there's been some instances this season. I mean, he's they're, good they're, enough they're, to be headstrong, though. No, yeah. I know, but I mean, the thing with Cole, I mean, as much as we hate him, the the, the little incident at the end of the game, I thought he was, I thought that was a bit. What wrong. did he do? Where he, he kind of clattered into Ashley Cole with like in the last last. Well, game what, he's been clattering hard enough then, did he? 
Well, he's got to mature a little bit, but yeah. maybe the captaincy will make him think twice about uh, some of his uh, actions, which you know don't look all that mature. Yeah. Can I can I just throw a question in here? I mean, they're 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 talking about today, like Fabregas is saying, "I see my future at Arsenal. I hope it will be at Arsenal." Mm. Does that mean that he might be looking to move? Might be looking for a wage rise, whatever. <coughs> I think Darren Dean might be at work there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope my future's at Arsenal. Doesn't sound very good, does it? Well, the thing is, players these days are always guided by their agents, and they leave their options open. But I don't think you can read anything into what any player tells the press anyway, because um, any anything they could say can be taken out of context. You know, they could be made to say anything that the press want them to say just by the way they're edited. Uh, I think I think what you've got to look at is what they do on the field, and um, as long as that com- commitment there is a hundred percent, that's as much as you could ever expect from any professional in the game as it is today. Because the concept of loyalty, it's a nice illusion and sometimes it seems to happen. But I'll tell you this, the only reason Dennis Bergkamp stayed at Arsenal all those years was he was damn happy in England. But he was taking huge wage drops towards the end of his career. Could have earned more elsewhere, but partially because of the flying thing, partially because his family was settled. He stayed at Arsenal. because he just loved Arsenal as well. Well, yeah, there is an element whereby you you know where the grass is green. And he'd had it bad at Inter Milan, where he knew what it could be like where you're somewhere that you're unhappy. Mm. But um, That didn't help Vieira, did it? <laughs> well, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work for him. He didn't. <laughs> but then again, Vieira have made noises for so many years oh, about, it? you know, I'm, I'm going next summer. It was like the bite of bit there. Um, and ironically, I... I I wonder if we'd be... Uh, the last trophy we won was with Vieira's last kick, and I wonder if we'd hung on to him instead. We'd be a very different team now, but we might have won a trophy or two since mm. then. And Venka made a good point, actually, on one of the, one of the um, Arsenal websites recently, um, where he said, OK, I haven't won a trophy for three years. Yeah. He said, but I could easily have won the League Cup in 2006 and sacrificed the Champions League final. Now he said, would you have been happy... If we had sacrificed the Champions League final for the League Cup, I'm sure you wouldn't. And then we would have won a trophy, wouldn't we? But yeah. we wouldn't have got to the Champions League final. No, and that's the best, yeah, but one of the best the days of my League life. Yeah. I mean, as well, yeah. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, I, I wouldn't... I, wouldn't. So, so I mean, that day was fantastic. Venga's got a point To me, there. that was a fantastic I mean, I think every day to be year, there and see that. I think every year we could win the League Cup if we wanted to. But Venga chooses not no, to. No, probably so could. This, this, this thing about three years without a trophy is a bit of a myth, really. But then it, it does lead into the, the, the question about, you know, what, what do we want at Arsenal? Do we want results? Do we want, you know, trophies? Or, or do, we want, do we want great football? Well, I'm a great, I mean, I love the great football. I love that. But we I never had it, though. Traditionally, we never had it. When you were growing up watching Arsenal, no. Steve, you never saw well, it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any better. I, I, think, I think we had some very good football under George. We did. We early, did. Early and people George forget was, that. Oh, I was saying this myth. to you earlier, Basti. What a myth that is. Is that George Graham's teams never played good football? The last three seasons, eighty nine, 
91-92, fantastic. Mm. Yeah. It was and only the last say, three seasons when yeah. he'd lost the dressing room and, and you know, he was just and playing ninety ninety one. We lost exactly, one game. We lost yeah. one game in 1991. Mm. And we, as far as I'm aware, we weren't playing any football, much less than what we're playing now. No, we had players like Thomas, Rowcastle, um, Merson, Davis. Lynn Parsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, whoopsie daisy, Martin, Aisy. In fact, you could probably argue that that 1991 team that everyone derides as being boring, boring mm. George Graham, was almost as exciting as the Invincible team in 94. I well, think people started, getting annoyed. Argue, yeah. people started getting annoyed with Graham yeah. when Limpar was well, on the bench. Limpar was one of the most exciting players we've Absolutely. ever had. And, and Absolutely. he was on the bench and he was just bring him on with five minutes to go and everyone was like, yeah. oh, why the hell don't you just play him? Because there was some yeah. kind yeah. of thing going on. I mean, there, anyone who saw that 1991 season you tell me that was boring. I don't well, but also the, the question the best, is the best. I mean, well, Rioch, even when he brought Bergkamp in, mm. and that's when I started seeing you know football <laughs> at Highbury that I'd never seen before, and things were happening. And that that season, um, and the few seasons that was since Dennis Bergkamp joined us, and then everyone else joined us, and then it all sort of started. You know, and then when Wenger took over, uh, we've I mean we've been privileged to see some of the greatest oh, football. Christ, and yeah. I remember saying to myself, I was sitting in the West Stand for some reason, I don't know why, but I was sitting in the West Stand. Lower West End, I was thinking, if I could watch football, I don't care if we... we were, remember that game? We, we, was it? We were losing 3-0 to Borough, and we beat them 5-3. Oh, yeah. Was that's that when we... That was recently. That's when we leveled the But the football we were playing, even though we were 3-0 down, and I was said to the person next to me, I said, even if we lose every game for the rest of our season, if we're playing football like this, I'll pay to see it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just fantastic. And then, of course, yeah. lo and behold, we came back and beat them as well. And it was just, ah, you know, fever pitch. That's... What do you want? What more do you want? But 1991, we beat Coventry 6-1 last game. I know we were already champions then. It was mm. the icing on the cake. But, the, but that 1991 team, you know, weren't that dissimilar from the 1914. Mm. And if anything, you probably have to say they drew less games. 2014. 2014, sorry. Right. The, the other thing to mention about this is that um, there is a balance to be found. And uh, there's a lot of football played uh, between our defenders. And... It is good when it comes off, but it does also lead to loss of possession and mm. occasional errors. And, you know, there is, there is this argument that there are, the, the defenders we have are too much footballers as opposed to defenders. So that technically they're all probably good enough to play in midfield. But at the same time, they're playing a bit too much football in defence. So... When it comes off, it all looks great, but I suspect we're a bit weaker as a team simply because we've gone a bit too far towards the concept of total, total football. Yes. Well, I think we also, we're, we're saying, we're making ourselves, there are one or two little cogs in the wheel, little Spaniards in the, spanners in the works, rather. Spaniard in the works? Yeah. John Lennon <laughs> book. Anyway, um, but there was... Uh, well, Abu, for example, you know, he's not done us any favours this no. season. He's we quite clearly someone. Well, no, he's someone who should, at very, at very best, be sitting on the bench waiting to come on, or maybe I don't know, right back as a second right That's back. Right. Or something. But what, why he's where he is, I, I don't know. Because also, Zizek's also, Zizek's biggest critic, but it's not his fault. He's been played out of position on the right wing. He's a right back. Yeah, Wenger should play him at right back, but not play him at well, all. The last few games, he should play Bouet right back and Walcott on the wing. Yeah, that Why may have worked. That? I don't know. Why has he done that? Uh, ask early uh, Mister Skimbo. <laughs> we should do. We should do a podcast on what mistakes has Arsene Wenger made. 
That's it's a little bit unfair. It's a little bit unfair. Yeah, well, perhaps we would, but it's a little bit unfair to pick at him like that. Yeah, but we. I said the same thing. We, we could also George do Graham. a bloody long podcast about what has Arsene got right. Yeah, but yeah, we used yeah. to say when George got exactly George Graham, we used to say, "Oh, why doesn't he play Limpar?" Yeah, Everyone absolutely. was screaming at him. Yeah. He was doing ninety-nine percent of the things yeah. right, winning trophies. You know, we go, yeah. we go to. But the worrying thing is, George only did things like that towards the end of his reign. Yeah. I mean, when you know, when when we in 1991, 88, 89 you know, when we were firing on all cylinders, George did, George did everything we wanted him to do. It was only at the end of his career where he became a bit stubborn and he mm. didn't play these players. And to, to a certain extent, Arsene Wenger's a bit like that now. Yeah, but Wenger's... He's like a booey out of position instead of Walcott. But Wenger's obviously been at Arsenal for a lot longer yeah. than George Graham was. And as yeah. well as that, you know, he's starting a new era, yeah. which, which Graham had trouble doing. I mean, Graham yeah. lost the dressing room and he, did, you yeah. know, he made that decision that he... You know, the, the, the end of the season, did he not say that season that he was sacked? Yeah. Did he not say, you know, either I go or I get a complete new team? Yeah. And Well, George had two teams in a sense. He had the teams that won the titles, and then he had uh, a second team that, that got to the cup finals and won some of those cups. Mm. Um, but interestingly, they never challenged for the title again. Yeah. At least the one thing you can say about Wenger's teams, even when they haven't won the title is that they've been contenders and, and the hope now is that we've, we've got this third team that this season became a league title contender once again. Absolutely, yeah. And, and we, we hope we can go on, on from that and I think that, that, that is what makes Wenger out to be a slightly better manager than George because ultimately the players that Wenger has, has brought to the club overall in terms of the standard are better than those that George brought in. Um, I think George basically began to to buy bad after Good. the titles. Well, we're I missing, mean, after we're, race... we're missing we're missing an English a couple of English style defenders. I reckon. You no. know, uh, okay. You're, you're never they don't need get, to be English, but they need to kind no, of understand style, the English game. You're never yeah. going to get a Keown and an Adams again. But if you could get a say, why oh, not? No, Huppier why or not? someone like that sort of player. Well, if everyone right? says you're not going to get a Keown and an Adams or a Dixon or a Bold, why not? I think that's what he, so that's what he thinks Sendros was. So I mean, he wants Sendros to be that Burnley player. Burnley, that Burnley, that Burnley, that Burnley, that Burnley, MK Dons might have them. It's just we're not interested in it. If Alex if Alex Song improves as much, you know, this season as he or improves as much next season as he has this season. He might be the answer because he's improved yeah. an awful lot. Um, one thing I want to say about George Graham, he would have won us the Champions League, I reckon. Well, I think he possibly might if he'd have stayed. Mm. Well, then again, you could argue why didn't Jose Mourinho win Chelsea the Champions League? Uh, I mean, it, he wasn't there long enough. And probably a lot to do with a referee that didn't give a goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have been a penalty <laughs> anyway. It's classic Chelsea revisionist history, that I'll is. Right, okay. We've got well, nothing in common with Chelsea whatsoever. Mm. When it comes to Liverpool, boy, we owe those fans. Oh, absolutely. Our thanks to the panel for their contributions. Just to mention that issue 185 of the Guna came out for the Everton match, but you should be able to pick up a copy at either the Barnet Friendly in July or at the Emirates Cup when the next issue goes on sale. Or you can buy the issue online now through our website at www.onlineguna.com. If you want to email us about the podcast specifically, the email to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. We plan to record another podcast during the summer. Watch the Online Guna website for details when it's available. But for now, I'm your host, Lord Ashburton. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Well, that's all right with Arsene. That's all right with me. He don't sign no But that's alright Yeah, that's alright
Bye. 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 Bye.